What is up, my nerds? Welcome back to another episode of The Nerdy Mind. Jason is back on the podcast. What's up, doing? Jason? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Hey, man, it's good time to be a nerd, would you say? Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot of good things coming out uh, this year. I would say in probably next couple weeks, months, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things coming out. Uh, have you ever played, did you ever play Final Fantasy at all? As a kid, I played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on my GameCube. I think GameCube, I played yeah. a little bit of Final Fantasy Seven, um, but okay. that's about it. Okay, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven is actually my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of controversial because people are like, "Of course, Seven's your favorite." Uh, it's kind of it's a lot of people's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I've I've always loved Final Fantasy Seven. The the story of it all it's it's really fun. Um, if you've never played Final Fantasy Seven, essentially. There's the main character Cloud, who has mis memories of of things that he thought he did, but mm-hmm. it's actually his friend Zach who actually did it, and he comes to this bat- turmoil battle with himself, trying to figure out who he is as a person, while trying to stop the evil villain named Sephiroth from destroying the world. It's also kind of weird because the group he ragtime group he's with is like eco terrorists essentially. Like they're trying to like protect the earth right. because like it's like a major corporation who's like draining the earth of its life force called you know um, the life stream is what it's called. Uh, so it's actually kind of funny um, that it's like about terrorism, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't it's know. Maybe it's, it's one of those funny. things. Like when I was playing, it was definitely like an undercurrent for a little bit. Like I didn't realize what that was, and then I was like, oh mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. It kind of comes and goes or whatever, but yeah. And I mean, like you said, it it might be controversial to, you know, quote unquote controversial to to kind of pick like my favorite is this one, but a lot of people like it. A lot of people like it for a reason, though. Like if, if yeah, a yeah. lot of people like it, there's a reason. So it's it's a great it story. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of them that um I do love. Like I love one obviously because it started it all. <laughs> I think seven, nine, and ten are my are my close favorites uh and then coming into the new adaptation of 15 which was really fun and then i'm really excited for 16 right that comes Uh, out soon right yeah yeah 15 was cool because it kind of took a little step forwards into the future where you could like drive a car and then they added a whole new different battle style where um implemented it um but i'm really excited for 16 because now they're taking a step back and they're going um going more into uh the um medieval style like your swords and shields again but it still has the uh the same like i guess same battle style as 15 does so it's really cool um to have did you ever play 15 or at all? i have not i didn't realize it was like that different from the other ones that i had played i might have to go play that then yeah um it's really fun um really try it out it's definitely it, <laughs> You, it's actually pretty fun sometimes because like you just like be world running around um, mm-hmm. and then you would be just driving the car and then I always upgraded the car to where it could go off road <laughs> and stuff like that because I hated leaving the car on the highway yeah. and then like walking out into like the desert and like fighting a monster and then like have to travel all the way back to the car so <laughs> it was like one of the first things I upgraded was the car to go uh, off roading but um yeah so 16 is really cool uh, it's just kind of like taking us to back. I, I'm, I'm always a I'm always a fan of uh, like the medieval style um, type of games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have, it's a soft spot in my heart. I don't yeah. know. I always imagine myself with a sword and shield and armor and doing all kinds of cool Amen. quests. But um, 
But Final Fantasy VII is uh, the second part is coming out this winter. Right. Um, the remake. Uh, the remake. So I played the remake, um, and they took they took the remake from the original game. They had the same characters, sort of the same story, but then mm-hmm. they kind of spend off, and it's kind of doing a new thing. Is to kind of keep it fresh. Right. Um, I remember playing the remake a couple years back. I want to say, and okay. my buddy that. I was like playing the remake and he was kind of like, we were both kind of playing it. He was like, you got to play the original. And I played the original. I think I played the original all the way through and I don't think I finished the remake. And I was like, I kind of like the original better. Um, but I realized the storylines were like slightly different. Things were slightly different. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can see why people like the remake. I can see why people like the original, but yeah. Um, the reason why I love the remake though, is because uh, nothing against turn-based fighting games or turn-based rpgs mm-hmm. i love them they have a great spot in my heart i think i'm just kind of past that though yeah um turn base is kind of like um i have to have the patience for it right um that's why i think i i love the remake so much is because like it's it's like a kind of a slash them like slash them up type mm-hmm. of game when running through and do the thing but uh what about the fir- what about the the original did you like the most like why why did you like the original over the remake <sighs> I don't know. I, I think it was just kind of like, because I think I played 7 when it came out, um, like a little bit. I think my, my brother kind of got me to play it, and like, it, it just kind of was like a little nostalgic to, to go back and play like an older style of game, like you said, the turn-based stuff. I'm not, like, if I was going to get into a game and play it for the long term, turn-based is, like you said, I'm kind of past that. The thing about a turn-based like fighting system is that kind of has to be like the center point of the game. Like Pokemon, mm-hmm. when you play Pokemon and you're fighting each other and it's like this person goes first and you go and kind of back and forth, it makes sense, but that's kind of the entire thing of the Pokemon games is like battling as Pokemon. Like yeah. Final right, Fantasy right. has all this story undercurrent and you're going on these like quests and kind of stuff. Like you're kind of like going through the storyline. Then you're just fighting something. It's like I don't have the patience to like sit there and you attack and then I got to wait and then this guy is going to get knocked out and whatever. It's like I just want to get done with this battle to go on to the next thing. So, like, I get that can be kind of frustrating. Again, I didn't, yeah. I didn't play through the remake that much, so I might have kind of, I guess, backed out of it before getting to a good part or something. But, like, I just started playing the original because he was like, no, no, you got to play the original first. And I got through that, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, Um, I think that's why I love the original, too, though, is because of the nostalgia mm-hmm. uh, feeling, maybe. Because, um, I mean, I, I played it on the PS1, so... Mm-hmm. I just say it has that part of me, but I don't know if I could, maybe I could sit through it again and replay it, but I don't know. I, I, I say that now, but then I probably start it and then probably not finish it. I mean, but at the same time too, like you said, like the second part of the remake is coming out, like, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's more of a draw to like try the new thing because it's coming out, mm-hmm. it's new, it's, you know, like I haven't done this before rather than going back and being like, oh, the second part came out. Let me go back and play the original again. It's like, yeah, you know, which is which is, as you know, like um, with the original, once you get past Midgar, like mm-hmm. after you get out of like the main city, mm-hmm. and there's such a huge world um, to the game mm-hmm. that like you get the airship and you get to travel around and do all kinds of cool stuff. The second one, you finally get to leave Midgar, mm-hmm. like in the second remake part, you're going to finally get to leave Midgar, and uh, supposedly they said like it's a huge open world, mm-hmm. so meaning like, like it isn't going to be like 
where it's cutscene to travel like you're gonna be in the next place like mm-hmm. you're actually gonna have to like get there oh um that's and, interesting like, so i'm really excited for that yeah. because how final fantasy has been going where like how you travel with this open world you either get a vehicle or you actually do certain things to get to where you need to go i i'm really excited to actually see final fantasy 7's open world in a like new hd aspect right of it yeah all. mm-hmm yeah, that's, so, that's it's one of those things where graphics don't make the game, but if you mm-hmm. already have like a solid fan base and you already have like a solid storyline and everything, and then you up the graphics, it's always one of those things where like I got to play this. Like, even though it might be the exact same thing as the other one, like you know, The Last of Us, you know, when they make the remake and you know they make yeah. everything nice and clear and crystal, right? It's like I might already know the storyline. I might have already played the game. I want to play the new one because it looks so much better, so fluid. You know, the graphics are amazing. It's like, it is a draw. So, like, seeing that in that open world aspect and then all the graphic update and everything, it's should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool too is that, like, uh, if you like the lore, like the storyline of Final Fantasy VII, there was a uh, a side story game on the PSP Mm -hmm. called Final Fantasy uh, VII. crisis core mm-hmm. um which essentially is the story of zach who's the guy who's the right. soldier who actually did all the things that cloud thinks he did mm-hmm. um and actually you go through his actual journey from like a second class soldier to first class mm-hmm. and um do all the things that cloud remembers throughout the game um they're actually remaking that now huh. remaking it and it's coming out i think before rebirth okay two so that's i recommend if they if they stay true to what the original game was Mm -hmm. i recommend playing the crisis core game because it's so good it's such an underrated final fantasy game honestly the psp in general was an underrated system yeah i kind of had a i kind of had a debate with someone at uh at my job who's a nerd as well uh where they were like ah the psp kind of sucked i was like did you have a psp and they're like no i was like well, then you wouldn't understand. Like the PSP was like an underrated system. Yeah, I I never had one myself. My brother had one, and like every time I played with it, I was just always like, "This thing is awesome!" Like it was just so mm-hmm. so crazy to me because like I had a, I had Game Boys, I had you know mm-hmm. like I had consoles and stuff, but like the handhold console, it just it everything about it just seemed so awesome to me. But it not being my system and like it's only mm-hmm. his games and stuff, I was like, I wish I had like my own. But at the time, I was young enough that I was like, I don't really have the money to do this. And if I wanted to save up money and stuff, it would take yeah. me a while. And I was like, I'll just skip past it. I'll just try to borrow his and play some games there, here and there. But I always thought it was really interesting. I I know a lot of people didn't like the PSP, but I didn't see why. It's not like the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So like and that's what's funny is because like I actually still have my original two thousand still the PSP two thousand. It's a little beaten up. It probably needs a new screen now because it's starting to dim a little bit. But I still have it for a reason. Like that thing is a juggernaut to me. Well, so they had not only did did they have like the 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 little disc games that came with it, mm-hmm. and they like, could buy movies out of like the discs and stuff. Um, but I. I essentially put custom firmware on the PSP because mm-hmm. there was such a this thing had such a cult following on, on the underground that there were there were people that were doing programming stuff for the PSP where you could download it on your old scan disc. Mm-hmm. You remember those old scan disc microchips that you could like they were like the long before 
flash drives essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So they they were like a little like tri- uh little chips that they were special ones that you had to buy for the PSP. Mm-hmm. You could plug them into the computer and I could download this code off of the internet. And it allowed me to literally download emulators mm-hmm. onto my PSP. So the mm. PSP not only was a PS like a portable, uh-huh. I could play Game Boy, Game Boy Color Advance, wow, uh, SP games. It became like a multi-facet system huh. all in one because of the of how far advanced the system was. Like I'm not even trying to sound like a Sony fanboy right now, mm-hmm. but um, for a long time I was a Sony fanboy. But it was such ahead of its time mm-hmm. that I even made the point that I think the PSP made kind of like the handheld market kind of progress further from there. Yeah, because like yeah, Nintendo had the Game Boy. And they had like the DS and stuff like that. Yeah, they were kind of like doing their thing. But I think once Nintendo, I think for me, when Nintendo saw what Sony kind of did with the PSP, they were like, okay, we need to make a handheld system that's like even I, next level. I, yeah, I want to say almost. And again, like I didn't have that PSP, I didn't have it all the time on me or anything. I wasn't playing it a ton. Mm-hmm. But from the memory I have of it, it was it felt like a decent bump up from like a game boy cuz like at the time yeah. you know again just just the way things progress the way technology progresses over time things get smaller and smaller like for instance there's the steam deck now which is like a fully functional yeah. gaming pc in a console yeah. like the size of a switch right. you know like things are going to get smaller more compact like easier to carry mm-hmm. with you and stuff but like back back then like the game boy was like it was like a portable console, but it it was very small, minimal. You're basically just playing these like small games, nothing crazy. Like you're playing Pokemon yeah. and stuff like, again, the turn-based kind of like pretty easy to get around and whatever. PSP kind of took it to another level where it was almost like playing on a console, but smaller mm-hmm. and in your hand. Right. You know, it still was a portable console, but it, it almost felt like a true console, but in your hand. Yeah. And so like that, like, I can see what you're saying. I think it did kind of drive like, okay, we, we're not going to just do this as like a little gimmick thing where people can bring this when they're traveling. Like, let's make it like it's an actual system they bring mm-hmm. with you, you know? And now you got like the 3DSs and stuff like that that like play legitimate games that you could play on like the Switch or on the Wii mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, you know, dedicated. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I, I remember playing my PSP more than I played like my PS2 sometimes because I was just like, I really didn't want to, be stationary like there was uh because like sometimes i wanted to watch tv while mm-hmm. i was playing games or something like that mm-hmm. so like yeah with the psp like it, it wasn't just like the game boy how it had like a d-pad it actually had like an actual analog yeah, the little stick, analog, stick. Mm-hmm. analog stick and made it more fluent with uh rpg games and the graphics for the time on those uh i would say on that on that system was pretty decent for yeah. where we were at yeah um so it was really cool Sorry, I'm not trying to like fan out on the, <laughs> on the PSP right now, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's what this uh, podcast is about, right? Just being there. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, I I remember putting countless hours in Crisis Core, um, so I'm actually really really looking forward to the remake of that because um, that game definitely has a small uh, a, a small spot in my heart for that, only because of how much I love Final Fantasy VII and kind of getting like. I like having deep dives on lore mm-hmm. of certain things. Like, yeah, that I mean, like you were saying when you said that Crisis Core is going to get a remake, 
that almost kind of drives me to want to do that and then also play the remake part one and two even though like I, yeah. again i'm not like super into final fantasy like just mm-hmm. playing through seven and like seeing all the memories and stuff and like you said it's actually zach's memories and then being like you can play the actual storyline of the memories that you're seeing like that is interesting to me and if i can get a remake of that play that then i might actually go back and play part one and two and, and yeah i mean i mean because it kind of makes it because that way you don't have questions yeah I, I always hate playing a game and then you have questions like well why is this happening right why is he acting like this like if it's if it's one of those things where like the game get, leaves you with questions but it's because the next game is going to answer them and you're like oh man i gotta mm-hmm. wait a whole year and then like now mm-hmm. now everything's answered that makes sense but if it's just kind of like a oh, i've got so many questions let's go on to the next story it's like where, where are my answers like i i need the answers yeah. and so like like you said if there's a follow-up game that might not be like part two or part three but it's like another mm-hmm. game that answers those it's like i'm definitely gonna play that and see what's going on and yeah i need to know yeah and like and and final fantasy 7 had such a cool following too that where they made a movie um right they made a movie too it's called advent children and it's one of it's in my lineup of, of blu-rays i have upstairs of upstairs in my living room mm. um have digital copies i love watching i love playing the game and then like after i beat the game then i'll watch advent children because it's like it's supposed to be like years later after they finally defeat sephiroth and some of right. that and you know if you've never seen it you could definitely oh dude me and you're gonna watch it <laughs> it's really good the art style is amazing um it's like it's kind of like it's it's animated obviously it's not like um it's not like a live action mm-hmm. but the animation of it is so clean because it's like a it's three it's not um it's not like anime drawn Mm-hmm. like style it's more of like computer generated stuff gotcha uh like cgi mm-hmm. um that it's so clean and it's so good um gotcha. especially if you if you know the story of the game not to not to derail us here for a second no. but uh speaking of movies the boogeyman i heard from oh. a friend that that is that is the movie to see and i'm not a huge horror movie person i do i do occasionally like watching horror movies i gotta watch them if it's if it's at home or whatever i gotta watch it during the day because if i'm watching it at night it just gets like way more intense for me but like no he's telling me i gotta see it in theaters and i'm like i'm interested so if anyone's watching this on youtube you gotta gotta comment and uh let me know if i actually need to see this thing or not because it's well it's it's interesting but it's it's kind of freaking me out a little bit (laughs) (laughs) well i can tell you this dude my sister loves horror movies Mm -hmm. like deathly loves them Mm -hmm. And my niece now, who's like four years old, <laughs> loves them. She can like I, I like I talk tell my sister, I'm like, what are you turning that girl into? Because she's gonna be like demented. She can sit down and watch them and like laugh at them or whatever. Like she gets a little scared, oh, but like man. but then she like walks around like with creepy voices and stuff like that. Like, oh my god, I'm like stop. And seems like my the, sister calls me a baby. Seems like the four year old you need when you're in a horror movie and you're like, Oh no, there's a, there's there's something going on here they're like don't worry i got this you're like oh okay <laughs> but, yeah yeah oh my god me i i cannot watch horror movies i think the last horror movie i seen was it uh the remake it mm-hmm. part one and two part one and two okay. um and i don't know why it possessed me to go see that movie because i'm terrified of clowns um as you've probably heard in previous so, episodes i don't guys. know if, i don't know if you know this actually but the boogeyman apparently because i i found this out because i hadn't really looked into it that much it's actually based on a Stephen King book called Boogeyman. Oh, really? And so it, you saying it, chapter one and two. That's that's a Stephen King. 
and I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big Stephen King guy. I've read like oh, really? almost all the books. I'm not gonna claim I've read all of them, but I've read I don't know a fair amount, a lot. Like yeah, upwards of thirty, maybe upwards of forty, even. I don't even know. I don't know how many there are, but I've I've read a lot of them, all the short story books, all that kind of stuff. So I haven't read The Boogeyman. And I didn't even know that there was a Stephen King book called The Boogeyman, so I might need to read that. But knowing that this is based off of that, I'm like, that's another reason why I gotta see it. <sighs> yeah, not not to go on a quick tangent, but Stephen King has a demented imagination mm-hmm. because of the shit he used to come up. Not only that, if you did fun fact, if you did not know this, Stephen King would get high as shit. Yeah, he and had, write. He had a big cocaine problem. Uh, yeah, he was also had a big alcohol problem for a while too. You, mm-hmm. you know, The Shining. I don't know if you've ever. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know if yeah. you've. You probably haven't read it. I'm I'm in the process of reading it right now, but the whole kind of premise of it is is actually it's Stephen King kind of going into his own mind when he was like an alcoholic at the time, and mm-hmm. kind of putting this character, you know, the 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 father character in there, right, is an alcoholic, right. And so he's kind of like almost kind of making this this guy seem like a horrible dad and stuff for being an alcoholic mm-hmm. and like what he's struggling with and he's being an asshole and stuff and. And it's actually a reflection of how he's feeling without him even kind of realizing it, really. Because at the time, yeah. he didn't even kind of know he had an addiction. Right. Uh, but, yeah, no, he definitely, he had cocaine problems. He had alcohol problems. But he's come up with some crazy stuff. <laughs> so, like, that. So like <laughs> I heard this in a different other podcast where they were, like, talking about Stephen King's writing. Like, mm-hmm. when he was high, like, he'd lock himself in, like, a room. Mm-hmm. And he'd be, like, high as crap. And like writing and crazy and like people were saying like with him being sober now, like his writing isn't as good, I guess. As the when the he, stuff he's I coming mean, out with, like like in more recent years, is I mean it's it's good. It's it there's definitely like some of like the scarier stuff he's written because that's that's one of those things is I think I was listening to a podcast where they basically have been reviewing Stephen King books. Um, it's like a literary analysis kind of thing, and they okay. said like. It's one of these things where once you've written a certain amount of books in a certain genre, everyone just thinks of you as that person for the rest of your life. So if you like yeah, wrote yeah. like five romance novels and then you went on and started writing other things, historical fiction, blah blah blah, you're a romance novelist. And because right, Stephen right. King, his first couple of books were like scary books, they were kind of like horror based. He's a horror author, but like he's written so many things from there on that like aren't horror related and like are very mm-hmm. different and like and it's just interesting that like people think he's a horror novelist. Some of the stuff he's written is actually pretty scary. And like actually like when I'm reading it, I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, like it's actually getting to me. But um Yeah, in the more recent years it's definitely toned down a little bit, but he's also kind of yeah. like, changing directions with like the kind of stuff uh, he's okay. writing. So it's not it's not supposed to be as gripping and thrilling, probably. It's just supposed yeah, to yeah. be kind of a different mix of emotions but yeah no definitely when he was in the cocaine era it was uh <laughs> pretty crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah he's probably like just going nuts like he's probably had, i can imagine him like being in uh i isn't isn't no stephen king um story uh room 24 or something like that like where uh, like a dude's like tra- he's like an author trapped in a uh, where he doesn't he's not trapped in a hotel room but i like, know what you're i know what you're talking about uh i know what the it's it's room and then the room number and it. it's like I want to say it's like twenty four oh oh one or twenty four oh nine or something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's trapped in a he's trapped in a well, like you said, not trapped, but it's a hotel room and he's an author. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I I want to say I read that one, but it was a while ago. I just imagine him being in like trapped in like a state in a room, high as shit, and he's like having like he's like having these like ideas flow in his mind. Yeah. He's like a wire, like uh, yarn going yeah. to this idea to this idea, and like having like a spider web so, of things. An interesting thing about him too is so he wrote a series called the Dark Tower series. It's one of my favorite. It's it is my favorite series of all time, but mm-hmm. it actually it's supposed to be like an amalgamation of like all stories. So it's like it's just supposed to be this story at the core, but like the characters kind of end up like there's a period of it where they end up in like the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Like they're in our world okay. in Kansas, but there's like mm-hmm. some Wizard of Oz aspects to it that are kind of like weird to explain. There's like just all kinds of stuff going on, but there's like little parts of his books that kind of link to other ones of his books. Yeah, um, like I want to say it was. Uh, uh, Eleven twenty two sixty three, which is the one where it's supposed to be a guy goes back in time and tries to stop the Kennedy assassination. There's okay. a reference to it in that book because oh, he really? ends up in the town. He goes up to Maine and he ends up in the town where you know it Pennywise Dairy. is killing children, Dairy, yeah. and he actually meets with the kids from the. I, I don't know if it's the kids from the book. I want to say it's Bev and uh, Richie. Maybe yeah, it's Bev and Richie. And he sits down and talks with them at some point, and they're t- they're telling him about how kids have gone missing and stuff, but they have a plan and they're going to try to like help things. And it's just like weird because oh, wow. like he references other ones of his books in his books because almost all of his books revolve around somebody who's an author. Oh, okay. Like a lot of them are are literally someone who's a writer is the main character, mm-hmm. and almost all of them mm-hmm. take place in Maine. So like it makes sense that mm-hmm. a lot of these are like interlinked in some way. I also know that a lot of his books are kind of like a universe too. Like mm-hmm. it's it's weird that people to think like that, but it it is uh they are linked like it mm-hmm. is linked to the shining because mm-hmm. like that's the whole point of why the kids were able to beat it was because they this, had the power yeah. to there's yeah so yeah there's a lot of there's like other books that characters kind of have like so the shining is like an actual ability um Mm -hmm. it's like almost like a a telepathy kind of thing and like it's like a weird kind of thing it's not necessarily telepathy but it's like a mental strength a mental power and so like yeah there are there are like different books that kind of reference that or people kind of having abilities similar to that Um, yeah but yeah it is kind of all big stephen king universe which is interesting Well, back back to what you were saying about the boogeyman type thing. So, like, yeah, um, I don't know if I can watch that, dude. I really don't <sighs> like to sit down in a chair and just put myself into okay to torture myself, like to self inflict mental harm on myself. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. So, what I want to ask, and I want to ask you, and I want to ask the people listening to this. Do you have something you do when you're watching a scary movie? Like, do you have to like peek through your fingers? Like, I <laughs> I'm weird. I have to cover my ears in scenes. Like, if I know there's a jump scare, the thing can <laughs> pop out of nowhere at the screen. If I'm covering my ears, I'm fine. I don't care that it popped out at my I, face. I think it's the more the music. It's, it's, it's the music. Exactly. It's the noise. It's like the yeah. build, the build, the build, and the way they jump mm. out. My buddy. Mm. It's like the opposite. Like he's fine with like the jump scare, like noise, but like he has to like kind of like peek through his fingers, and he doesn't jump, and he's like, "Okay, I'm good, I'm good." And I'm like, "That gets me." It's like the like hearing the thing jump out of the closet, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like if I just cover my ears, I'm like, "Whoa, wow." <laughs> no, it's definitely the sight for me. Mm. Um, noise doesn't bother. I mean, obviously, loud things can bother people, but the noise doesn't really mm-hmm. bother me. 
it's the sight of something yeah. is what gets me. Uh, I don't know if it's just my natural instincts of, of, of fear built in, but me seeing that, like, uh, there's a scene, spoilers, but if you haven't seen it, it's kind of your fault. I'm uh, sorry to be like that, but scene <laughs> of it too, part two, where uh, there's a little girl, they're at like a football game or something like that, and the little girl uh, sees like a firefly go under the bleachers yeah, and she no, that chasing was, it. that was a creepy scene. And uh, Pennywise is down she, under there and he's like drooling yeah. a little bit. And... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's part one. And like, right, uh, yeah. and uh, she she's like talking to him. He comes out of the shadows and uh, and then you can see him drool and she's like counting for him. And yeah. as soon as he gets to, t- she gets the two, she bites her head. Yeah, he just like, his like, mouth just gets big and he just bites her like yeah. over her face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seeing that terrified the shit out of me. So um, I wasn't that scared watching that movie. There was like, I think at least one scene that kind of made me jump a little bit in the theaters. But like, there were scenes like that where like, that's the kind of scene that makes you shit your pants. Like, you're just like, seeing it's the demented, thing bite dude. something's face. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Or like, or like Georgie at the very beginning where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, Pennywise just like bites his like arm off and then his hand yeah. just starts coming out of like the sewer and like grabs him and yeah. pulls him in. It's like, that's terrifying. What's even worse though is because I watched the original mm-hmm. movie. Uh, yeah. that was on t- the movie series on TV. It's like the, the two, um, the split movies. Se- yeah, split movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Nicole hadn't, she's <laughs> never seen it. So <laughs> when we went to go see it together, uh-huh. I'm sitting there like curled up like this, and she's like, "What's about to happen?" I'm like, "Just, just no." Yeah, and I like because I know I just don't know what like way they're gonna go about doing mm-hmm. it because I know what they do in the in the movie uh, the uh, the old movie. Right. So. With movies nowadays, they gotta make them scarier. They gotta make them more thrilling. They gotta make them so, more, more, more. So it's interesting to me that you've you've seen the original one too. So how do you which which Pennywise do you think is better? Like I know based on the people who've read the books, they might feel one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like which one did you like more? Like like the style of and whatever. Just maybe which one was um, scarier to you? Okay. The original one is the one thing that gave me fear of clowns. Okay. That that and and uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Those two movies were definitely the movies that like gave me the fear of clowns. Yeah. But if I were to compare the original it to the new one, mm-hmm. I would say the the new one is more demented. It's yeah. more demented and terrifying. So something I saw, like, I think it was on Reddit or something recently, people were comparing the two. And one thing they said, which I agree with, is the original one makes more sense for the concept of the movie. Because, like, can you imagine a little kid nowadays walking up to the new Pennywise and being like, hey, you're a clown. Will you be my friend? It's like, no, that thing is scary looking. Yeah, yeah. Bill Skarsgård looks scary. Scary, terrifying. But that old style, it was like, it was a clown. And looked like a normal clown, mm-hmm. but you could tell something was off. Something was off. Something's right. off. But like, I could see a kid walking up to that clown and not being terrified. Nowadays, right. people are just scared of clowns in general because everything that like scary movies have done with clowns. But like that, that clown was more approachable. But like, you could see something was going on there. But like the new one, like definitely way more terrifying, way more demented. Yeah, looking. the old clown, the old clown, I definitely be throwing hands with. 
you know, <laughs> definitely be like trying to fight it. Yeah. Where the new one, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. You walk into I, a room and you see that thing in the corner, you're like, goodbye. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, no. just immediately walk in, see it, walk out, yeah. and just keep going. Yeah. My car and yeah. peeling wheels away. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it was just something about the new movie. Like, if I would watch the new movie as a kid, mm-hmm. I would have even a deeper fear. Yeah, no, I, I would imagine, too. Like, for me, like, the amount of scary movies I've seen, the I, I don't know if I finished reading it. So, my brother has a big Stephen King collection, and, like, he was reading them mm-hmm. back when he was, like, a teenager. So, me being mm-hmm. a kid and idolizing my big brother, I would read the books he was reading, even though he's sure. seven years older than me. Uh, and I was way too young to be reading stuff like that. I definitely started reading it at some point and was like, it's just, it. I don't know if you've seen the book, but it's like that thick. It's a very big yeah, book. Yeah. I just didn't have the patience to finish it. So like I knew most of the storyline. I'd seen a, a, or read a bunch of the stuff. And so when I saw the miniseries, when I saw the new movies, I knew what to expect. But like, yeah. I would say that the new movies, part one and two, would have given me nightmares as a child. I don't know if the original one would have. Maybe. But... Well... Uh, maybe it's just me. I'm 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 a I'm a baby because I had fears of sewer drains for a while. Well, when did and you I see couldn't that? Ride my bike. Do you know how like around uh, how old you were when you saw that? Because I, I was probably in definitely like six or seven. I think. Okay. Yeah, because and it had a, it had deeper. This sounds messed up, but it's a little bit of child trauma here. My older cousins, who were like my brothers, mm-hmm. you know, they were like fifteen years older than me, mm-hmm. and they like put me in a chair and like strap me down to this chair and force me to watch this thing. <laughs> it sounds your, horrible. Taping your eyelids up. Like I literally was terrified. And I think that's what added more trauma to it is being forced to watch something. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, rather than having bite, having it ch- by choice. Yeah. You know, maybe if it was by choice, I probably wouldn't have had as much. I think the first time trauma. I saw that mini series, like it, I was probably like 15 or something like it had it it had been like a long time down there down the road so i wasn't that young but like also by that time like some of the animation stuff like like Mm -hmm. pennywise climbing out of the the shower drain and like it's just a big claymation thing of like pulling like the shower drain Mm -hmm. open it just looked so like silly that like just so unrealistic but like the new movie the way things are done it just like if they had done things like that no i would have had nightmares but. Yeah, and like I remember the one scene in part two where like, uh, who's it's not Ben. Ben's not the main character. Who's the other? Who's the other character? Uh, um, Billy. Billy. Yeah. Yeah. When Billy's trying to save the little boy because he like reminds him of right his, of, of his, his little brother. brother yep. So he's like trying to save him. Oh, uh, the fun house. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was. Demented. And he starts beating his head he just, against like, the smiles, and then just becomes like a battering ram with his head, just like smack, smack, smack. I was like, oh and then, my gosh. And then Billy sees him eat, eat the yeah. kid, and then just goes. I'm dark. like, there's just blood. The problem and is gone. You're like, wasn't wasn't it like he made it a purpose to go after that kid because Billy wanted probably. to protect him? Yeah, I think that's what I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, especially because like the scene where where. Like he sees the kid the first time, the kid's like on a skateboard and stuff. He's kind of near the sewer drain, because uh, it's I don't know if you you picked up on it or if, if they really focused on it, but the house that he's outside of, where he, when he sees that little kid, is his old house that he grew up. Oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he sees this little kid that reminds him of his little brother in this old house by that sewer drain where his brother got That's killed. Right. Yeah. So he's like, don't go near the sewers. 
the whole thing is that Pennywise can kind of hear what's going on in the outside world mm-hmm. from like the sewers and stuff. So he probably hears this and kind of senses it too that like Billy's trying to protect this kid. So of course, yeah, no, for sure in that movie, Pennywise was targeting that kid to. And it, I think it kind of like I I took it as this too, like Pennywise kind of like put put in Billy's mind like, hey, you can try all you might, but right. I'm gonna kill whoever I right. want, and, and you're and, not safe. Either. And the whole idea too was just that like if the kids are scared of Pennywise of it that they're feeding its power and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he even has a little bit of a sense of like, I can't do this, you know, it's too strong. Mm-hmm. Like that just, that just makes it powerful. So yeah. yeah. And uh, not to, not to keep continuing on with <laughs> it, but like uh, they're actually making, supposedly making a series where it like goes before, like when so, it yeah. comes to dairy and like creates. I know like, that back when they were making part two, before part two, uh, they were gonna have a scene about like way back when it was like Maine was being colonized and stuff. Um, mm. About like when Pennywise first started like stealing children, and it was gonna have like a scene of Pennywise like like a, a woman giving up her her infant as like an offering to Pennywise or something. And it was going to be like him eating a baby. And like, it just became like too dark that people were just like, we can't, we can't put this in the movie. Um, I didn't hear anything about a series, but I wouldn't be surprised because that movie had so much following after it that like, yeah. And like that, like you said, like what we talked about before with like the lore of things, like Mm -hmm. to have like a beginning, like when this started happening or, you know, kind of like way back before this story. Yeah. Stephen King has leaves a lot of room for your imagination. He does have some lore in his books, but he also leaves some room to be like, you know, this has been going on since the beginning of time, and you're like, so yeah, this has was, happened before, you know? Because like he came from a different dimension, right? He came in from a different dimension. It's supposed or to come or, from, or universe. Uh, it's supposed to come from outer space, but it's supposed to be yeah. this like celestial being. It's this being that's been around since like beginning of time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. In the book, it like covers it better. He's been around since like he's been around since like dinosaurs and stuff like that. Or yeah, like that. since before then. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just supposed yeah. to be this being from the beginning of time, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, to talk about the boogeyman though. Um, I mean, maybe I'll I'll build up courage. Maybe we can go see it. Yeah, I don't drag know. You, I'll, I'll have drag to you debate to movies. I'll I'll strap you down to a theater. Be like, chair. hey man, we're gonna go see John Wick. I bought yeah. the tickets already. Like, let's go watch a shoot 'em up movie. I'm like, cool. That is, that is that is a great plan. I will tell you that I bought John Wick tickets because <laughs> I also want to see that. So you won't even know. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Um, but dude, I remember watching the uh the there was another movie called The Boogeyman a while back. Um, yeah, I wanted to say I saw one called the Boogeyman when I saw the the title of it come out. I was like, that sounds familiar. I mean, I obviously the Boogeyman is a thing, but like I feel like I saw a movie called the Boogeyman. So like, did you have the, okay? Was this another fear as a kid of like for you? Like for me, like I couldn't um I couldn't be in a space in the I wasn't scared of the dark, but I couldn't be in an area where it was quiet and like eerie, but also in the dark. Like I just couldn't do it. Like something about me like would turn my neck up. I don't know if it's some type of like sixth sense or whatever, but like I would always um so like if I'm going from my base if I was going from my basement to like my upstairs, I, I would like yeah. mm-hmm. hit the lights real quick and then run as yeah, fast as I could. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I was going to say that's, that's one of those things that I see on Reddit and stuff where people are like, it's not just me. Right. And like in my house, there was a light switch at the top of the stairs and one at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, could have easily just walked up to the top, flipped off the switch and then gone inside. But I would flip off the switch and then run all the way up the stairs, like sprint away, just thinking like, as soon as I turn off the light, something's going to like grab me. Grab me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. yeah like, uh, we see, I had that too at the, at the stairs, mm-hmm. but like we had this back room that had like stored all our stuff. But like the the light switch was in the middle of the room, oh, man. so like for me to go like in there to get something, I had to like be brave enough to like just walk in the dark and then like blindly try to look yeah. for the string and like say, the light say, and hope nothing was in front of me. Let's <laughs> say if like the light's on and you're like gotta leave, like you can pull that and run, or you can just be like, you know what, nah, that's gonna stay on. I'm not doing this. But to have to walk yeah. into that dark room to turn turn on the switch, that's like something in a scary movie where you're going to pull on the switch and the thing's going to be standing right in front of you and you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> so, like, what what about the Boogeyman? Why why do you want to see it so bad? Like, why? It's, it's partly because my buddy was getting me back into, that. like, we used to watch these scary movies as, like, a kid, you know, and, like, I'd go over to his house, we'd have, like, a sleepover, and, like, it'd be pitch black in, like, in his basement. And we'd just be like watching like the conjuring or something. And it was just like terrifying. Like, did you, did you ever watch the conjuring? Yeah. You know, this, the yeah. hide and go clap thing where like the, the wardrobe door is open and then like the hands come out and like clap, clap. And then like the person's blindfolded and like, okay, you're in here. And it's like, clearly not the children's hands. You're like, what the hell was that? Or like, um, was it the conjuring or was was the conjuring the one where conjuring, like they buy the house? Yeah, so there's there's multiple. I think there's like three conjuring movies, but mm-hmm. the first one I think it was. I'm talking about the bought, one. Yeah, they, they bought they that. Like, they bought the house. There's like a the scene. dad's like a truck driver or something like that. <sighs> I don't know. Was it when that. he's? I thought um, if Maybe. I remember correctly, he, the guy he was a truck driver, so he wasn't home all the time. That's the way he like he provided for the family. Maybe like, that's he was what on the was. road a lot. Maybe. And yeah. um and then like Was it like a bunch of house, daughters? There was like three or four yes. daughters. Yeah. Yeah, three daughters. Yeah. Like one was older. Right. There was a middle child and the youngest. And then the mom yeah. got possessed. Because like Yes. Yes. She didn't yes. she like I thought like what happened was like she thought like they were told not to go in like the basement or something like that. Or like Whatever, and she goes in that room. Yeah. So there was there was like this whole thing of like a presence living in the house and stuff, and like I think she gets like she goes down in the basement. There's a lot of scenes in the basement that are terrifying, in my opinion, because there's like a scene where she's like she hears something get knocked over in like the darkness, and then a ball just rolls out of the darkness towards her, and it's like what the heck. Um, Then I think in that same scene, she runs up the stairs. And she gets to the top and the door locks in front of her. Yeah. And the lights go out and she's like, got like a, like a match or something. She like, like does something to turn on a light. And then the hands come out of the darkness and just go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so that that's the reference to a scene earlier in the movie where like the daughters have a game called hide and go clap where one of them's blindfolded and they're walking around and like, they'll say clap and then like everybody claps and they try to figure out where the people are. So she's walking along and she goes into another room and she says clap and like the wardrobe opens and hands come out from behind the clothes and clap. And then she's walking towards the wardrobe 
And then one of the sisters comes in and she's like, what are you doing? We're not even in this room. And she's like, huh? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, she's so I remember terrifying. that. And like the hand, and then you turn and it goes back to the wardrobe and the hands aren't there. Yeah. It's like, and then uh, I remember, I also remember that where like, uh, the, one of the daughters gets possessed mm-hmm. real for a little bit. And then like, the youngest one was in like the older one's room or something like that. Yeah. And then like the middle child's like on the wall. Yeah. And like on top of the wardrobe and like leaps down on the older one. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I can't remember if that was like the, the, the thing living in the house, the possessed thing, or if it was like the daughter. But I remember that whole thing, them being like terrified of like mm-hmm. when they go to sleep and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got to go back yeah, and so like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> have fun man you not go g- at it not gonna sleep but you know. <laughs> like um i think the reason why i don't like horror movies is because my imagination see i'm a very creative person <laughs> and my imagination is already hyperactive all the time yeah even as an adult like i know that's sad to say as an adult like my imagination is still hyperactive but like i could be in my house alone and i just hear things so, so that's the thing is that you live in a house. Like, I'm looking for a house right now, but I live in an apartment. So, like, if I hear creaking and stuff, it's like it's the downstairs neighbor. I'm fine. Like, I don't care. Like, if I hear something, it's not just like who's there. But like, I know, like, as soon as I'm in that kind of situation, I see a scary movie. I'm like, I'm not watching a scary movie again for a couple of years. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. But I, I mean, just, if I was I like, watching it. I would say I like yeah. putting myself in that kind of vulnerable situation where mm-hmm. like I, I yeah. get scared just mm-hmm. to almost be like, see, it's not that bad. And I feel like yeah. that's one of the reasons why people do this, but it's like, I got to be in the right mood for it. If it's nighttime, yeah. I'm like, I kind of want to watch a scary movie. And then I look outside and it's dark. I'm like, no, I'm good. Cause like the minute I go fair, to bed, I'm going to be still thinking about it. To be fair. I have gotten into more of like the thriller. Mm-hmm thriller horror-ish stories uh it is kind of weird that i want to watch them but then like nicole doesn't like them at all so i can't watch them so maybe maybe you and i will have have some time where we can watch them together because because uh there is sometimes where i'm itching to watch something like that Mm because like i don't know i'm i'm demented up in the mind where i'm like (laughs) i don't know i kind of would be terrified a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah Things have been too nice for me recently. I gotta, I gotta scare myself. I gotta have some <laughs> nightmares. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe you convince me. You're convinced me. Maybe we'll go watch it. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll chicken out and I'll tell you not to go. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, what's the concept of that movie? Like, what's, what's the? Is- I honestly haven't looked into it too much. My buddy just told me it was great, so I'm like, I don't know if I want to look, like, look it all up because. Part of the thing for me with scary movies is like if I know what I'm getting into when I start watching it, I'm like not as scared. So when I like all the twists and turns start happening and it's like, oh, well, it's been in his mind the whole time or something. I'm like, oh, OK, well, then nobody else could see this. Like if I just kind of know what the concept is, I'm like, eh. but if I'm in there and it's like things are happening and I don't know what's going to happen next, it keeps me on my toes. So that way, when like the jump scare happens, I'm like more off. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it. Yeah, so they're like redo- okay, they're doing another one of like I don't know if you the Conjuring. There's like the Conjuring. I think there's another one or two movies that are like Annabelle. I think is linked to the Conjuring. 
So their whole, the all of them are supposed to be linked together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah, like, like the nun, nun two. I think there's like another nun movie coming out too. My buddy said, and I'm like, that one scared me more the nun because there was just scenes where like it's dark, someone walks into a room and there's just like a shadow in the corner, just looks like like a coat or something, and then they walk mm-hmm. by it and it's literally just the nun standing there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just like don't you know what's expect the worst? it. You know what's the worst? Um. So to answer your question real quick, if I if, so I said I can't really see it, right? Mm-hmm. So what I kind of do sometimes, if I'm watching a scene, I kind of like do this. I kind of like look away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're like to where not I per- focus where right I, on where I peripherally can see it, uh-huh. sort of. Yeah, but I'm not like yeah fully engaged. That way, if something jumps out or whatever, it's not like you're staring right at it when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a, yeah. oh wow, something jumped out. <laughs> I think it's I think it's like a just defense mechanism for me, like. Okay, if I don't look at it, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist in my mind, <laughs> or or I'm just not anticipating the 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 act of what's about to happen. Um, talking about the Conjuring though, uh, you know what's worse about the Conjuring and like the Annabelle story and all that stuff is that, I mean, Hollywood had a a great like adaptations of that, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be based on true yeah. stories from the of that couple, yeah, which is wild yeah no for sure the it's like ed and lorraine warren or whatever mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no it's Especially, supposed to be all like based on based on actual things that have happened to them which is yeah which is terrifying i mean i'm not a big paranormal person where i like i'm scared of things like that happening but like at the same mm-hmm. time like when i'm in that situation i'm faced with it i'm like it's not real like that's so not like so say so you don't believe in ghosts i don't I mean, if I'm in a situation, really? there was, there was a time when I was, I want to say it was like, I was like 10 or something. I was at my buddy's house and, uh, there was like a hurricane warning or something at the time. And so I was just chilling at his house. Cause I think my parents were out or whatever. And his parents were out. So we were just at the same place. And, um, I like put some stuff, um, by the sink. Like, I think we like had lunch or whatever. And like, I put like a plate next to the sink, not anywhere near the sink, like not on the opening not half over or whatever just like next Mm -hmm. to the sink and the sink was empty and i literally walked out of the room and like two minutes later we hear a plate fall in the sink and we go back and my plate is in the sink we're both in the same room and i'm like there is no way that could have happened it wasn't like on the edge and fell in like it was literally like if this is the sink it was just over here like not anywhere and i was like there is no way and so there's times where i'm like how did that happen you know, but like me having a, a scientific background for like college and everything, I'm like, there's got to be a way to explain it. But there are certain times where I'm like, I can't explain it. But my mind is just like, but there's no ghost. So you're good. And I'm like, <sighs> like, I just got to tell myself, so, I'm like, no. So, okay. I'll get scared thinking there's like a demon, a demonic presence or something like running up the <laughs> stairs, got to turn off the light. But like also my logical brain's like, there's nothing there. You're good. So like, it's kind of like a, I think it's your defense mechanism, brother. Uh, I think it's your defense <laughs> mechanism trying to, to protect you from that because okay, so this is this is pretty weird. But like when my um, so when I live, my grandparents, right? I was eighteen and my grandfather passed away, and um, I remember him every night for a while. Uh, oh, I'm hearing a lot of feedback or something. Oh. <laughs> Oh, are you messing with something? No. <laughs> oh, I'm hearing a, I'm hearing like rumblings out of a microphone or something. No. Oh, oh that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I like heard some like rumblings in my headphones. 
ghosts aren't real wait what What was that (laughs) (laughs) so when i was so when i was 18 uh my grandfather passed away right but Mm -hmm. like before bed after dinner like it'll be like late at night like around like nine o'clock uh he would always have a bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. so i'd be in like the basement watching tv on my couch and i would always hear him open the cabinet get a bowl and like the spoon and like he would always like put the spoon in the bowl so you hear like the clink noise yeah and so yep and then hear the cereal pour out so this was i don't know if it was just trauma me dealing with like like coping with my grandfather being away uh like there anymore or whatever but uh, i remember being on the couch it was like two in the morning Mm -hmm. it was like maybe a week after he passed um being on the couch all of a sudden in the middle of the night at two in the morning i like woke up and i saw the kitchen light turn on and i hear something go in the cabinet get a bowl hit the clink on the bowl and hear cereal being poured out so i'm like well who the hell be up at two in the morning because it was only my uncle at the time living in the house my grandmother and my sister Mm -hmm. and i think my sister was away uh with her boyfriend at the time like she was out like doing something um so i'm like it's two in the morning who the fuck is eating cereal maybe it was my grandmother so i went to go check on her to see like if that's okay and like i go upstairs and the light is on but there's no one in the kitchen there's no bowl there's no 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 spoon no cereal out no nothing and i'm telling you i'm telling you i remember this so vividly that like hearing the sound seeing the light turn on seeing all this stuff happen and then and then i look on the floor now people are gonna think i'm a fucking kook but i look on the floor and there's like water on the floor and there's footprints in the water like someone was there and then the next morning the next morning i asked my grandma like hey were you in the kitchen last night she's like no i wasn't in the kitchen i was like well two in the morning there was someone in the kitchen eating cereal and like she like looked at me and like just left like she went back to her room or something like that (sighs) it was weird man it was weird dude i'm telling you like when people say they don't believe in ghosts sometimes i'm like well i've had so many different experiences like that yeah. where i'm like i don't know yeah. i don't know man it's weird <sighs> <I don't know. laughs> I <don't know. laughs> my logical brain's always trying to be like well you know could have been that and i'm like i don't know i this the thing is at the end of the day i there's no way to prove it and if there is a yeah. scientific way to prove it like it's still not going to convince me of anything. It's not going to convince me that there are no ghosts, and it's not going to convince me that there are. I'm just going to be in a perpetual state of, like, there are no ghosts, and then secretly in my heart being like, what's that in my closet? Like, just, like, yeah. always just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't know. I'm not trying to freak people out. It's just it's just weird. Weird little things for me, but... I think we can end it there, man. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, we talked about a little bit of game stuff, a little bit of scary shit. You, you all <laughs> learn more about my deep fears. <laughs> this will come in handy. Please don't, please don't use against me. Uh, please do not use them against me because I will crumble in into a nice little ball form as like a little child. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, new episodes of the podcast obviously come out on Tuesdays, so mm-hmm. look out for the podcast on uh, Tuesdays. I've restarted up the gaming channel. Uh, new episodes of the gaming channel come out on Saturday. 
I've uh, been trying to push out content. I've been playing a lot more PC. So you probably heard me before talk about uh, a friend of mine who donated a PC to me, and that is this guy here, Jason. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it, man. It's kind of the way things go. I upgraded my PC and then ended up upgrading all my parts, and so I just had an entire computer sitting around not being used. And me being me and holding on to it, I didn't really want to just, like, sell it or anything. So this is definitely the best option. So Yeah, so uh, I've been preaching your praises on other episodes about it. I do thank you a lot uh, for doing that. Um, it's very generous of you. Um, so, uh, talking about horror stuff. So, Jason and I have been talking about playing some horror games. Yeah. Uh, so, you might see some content of us playing that. Uh, talk about playing some Phasmophobia <sighs> or some other stuff. You're gonna see me jump and be terrified. <laughs> if you haven't seen the uh, the first gaming uh, episode of me playing Phasmophobia by myself, <laughs> I was complete baby. I couldn't take it. I got through like maybe a minute in the in the game and died because i was just not knowing what i was doing and yeah so uh look out for the gaming uh channel episodes on saturdays uh there's other stuff i want to play too like we could play some arc or play raft or uh just start playing uh Yu-Gi-Oh! master duelist been getting really into that lately because of cross cross platforming so it's really fun but um yeah so look out for the that as well. Uh, the podcast you can find on YouTube. So like, comment, subscribe. As you see, Jason, you know, wants you to leave a comment on some things. Yeah. You know, leave a comment on some movies, horror movies that you think we should watch, or That's also some good. games yeah. you think we should play. Um, that'd be great to uh, hear from you on that. Uh, listen to the podcast in the audio form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other options. Trust me, we're on, I am on all platforms. Um, and other than that. Thank you, Jason, for coming on. Anytime. And as always, stay nerdy, my friends.